Hey everyone, welcome back to Retro Retro Retro. I'm your host, Raven J. Uh, shit, I didn't pull up a sound clip for myself this time. Um, this is kind of a, a weird show tonight. This is something I've been wanting to do for fucking, I don't know, since maybe 2010? Maybe 2012-ish, I'm not sure. But there used to be this podcast um, done by, uh, what's his name? Something Alexander. Uh, he was the happy video game nerd, or the happy... Happy console gamer. Not the Johnny guy from Canada, but the other guy. Um, but anyway, he, he was part of RetroWare back in the day. But he used to do the show about uh, video game soundtracks. And he would like talk, talk about the history and stuff like that. And very in- informative. And it was awesome. I used to love just listening to it at work and all that. So, um, But I've always, you know, a dream of mine has always been wanting, I've always wanted to be a radio DJ. I remember back... I want to say second grade, um, my mom got me a record player. Or I think I just had one laying around. Or no, yeah, she bought me one. Because they went to like some kind of uh, auction. And she came back with this this uh, bunch of, just a bunch of stuff. But there was like this, uh, I guess I should tell it now, um, there's this chest, this toy chest. But she wouldn't let me have any of the toys in it. Like they were for me, but she was like keeping them. I don't, it was weird, but. They eventually put that chest up into the attic in the garage, and we had this huge garage. Um, it was uh, like a three-car garage, plus it was like, a, it was just huge. But I remember um, my mom's uh, boyfriend had a tractor, and I could climb on the tractor. I could have killed myself, <laughs> but I, I would climb on the tractor to get up to the opening to the attic because it was one of those attics where you uh, pull the drawstring down and a ladder comes down. And... Uh, I don't know how I knew it was up there, but I got up there and I pulled stuff out every now and then. And there was all kinds of stuff in there. But um, I guess why I'm telling this is because she got me that record player at the same time. I'll tell the story about those toys another time as well. But um, I also had a bunch of records. And I remember one day, it's probably on a weekday or something when I didn't have school. But I sat down and I didn't have a microphone or anything, but I was just pretending to talk into something. And I was like, and the next song is Thompson Twins, Hold Me Now. Blah, blah, blah. So I kind of got the bug to like listen to music and talk about music and stuff back then. And this was back in 88 or something like that. But since then, you know, like I actually almost applied to a radio disc jockey job about five years ago. But the more I think about it, or the more I thought about it, it's like you're so constricted and I, I wouldn't be able to read from a script or like not speak frankly or truthfully about how I felt about a certain recording artist or social things, you know, whatever. So I would probably be fired pretty quick. So that's not an option for me. But podcasting is. I mean, everyone can do a podcast. Anybody listening, you can do a podcast. Um, I remember a few years ago, I'll get to the point to this in a second, but a few years ago there was like these podcast seminars I remember like people posting stuff on um, social media about it, and I, I I made the snide comment about it. I'm like, so you're gonna charge people four hundred dollars to learn how to push a record button? And someone like I got like a bunch of replies after that, like, oh, you did it. I'm like, that's all you do is push a fucking record button and check your audio levels and all that. You know, anyway. So tonight, I want to do a music, uh, uh, not just horror music, but Music from movies, um, from soundtracks, and a bunch of stuff I've played on the show in the past, like 
you know, during sec, you know, during our uh, topic segments, I always play music in the middle if we have um, breaks. So a lot of these I have played over the years, but um, I've never really been able to speak about them, you know, because you know, on a podcast, you're I'm there with like a bunch of my friends, and you know, we're talking over each other, and we forget things, and blah blah blah. So tonight I'm just solo, and this is kind of weird because I've never done a solo retro, retro, retro. I tried to do one coming back from work one night, and I was recording on my phone, but the audio sucked, so I was like, fuck this. And also, um, speaking of now that I mention it, there's a couple retro, retro, retros, like Lost. I mean, not Lost. I have them. And um, I'm wondering if any of you out there want to hear them. I did, uh, there's like three episodes that are kind of... um, I never put out there. So if anybody's interested in them, let me know. Um, and maybe I'll put them out there. Okay. And right before, right before we start doing this, um, I want to talk about a documentary I just watched about Tom Savini. And over the years, I've always, I mean, I've always loved Tom Savini. I mean, who doesn't? He's amazing. But watching this documentary was, it made him more amazing because it gave uh, kind of a, a human side to the man because you know as celebrities you only you, you you see celebrities through a certain lens but a lot of them are just schlubs like you and me um they a lot of them you know the maybe make a couple movies maybe one movie but then the rest of their lives they're touring the um convention circuit and that's um, something funny on the documentary is uh, Mike Felcher, who uh, is the guy who does extras for DVDs, or he used to. I'm not sure what he does now, but is uh, Red Shirt Pictures is his thing. And he's responsible for getting all these wonderful supplementary materials and interviews with all these actors that you probably will never even hear from. Um, the dude's commendable, and you know he's he done amazing things, so... Um, but anyway, so he tells a story at the very end about how the, his first meeting with Tom Savini was shitty because I, I can't remember offhand because I was just kind of I was gathering all my information for this show while I was watching it. But before that, um, well, that Mike Felcher story kind of reminds me of like other people's stories too because back in the day I used to listen to Dead Pit. I'm not sure if they're still doing the show now, but um, it's one of my favorite podcasts, and they interviewed like everybody from the horror. Um, genre and uh i just remember like hearing on that show people had bad experiences with tom savini at conventions and blah 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 but that's the thing we're just people you know like we don't know the full spectrum of like that guy's day you know like he's sitting there at a table and i mean i can speak to it a little bit i mean i'm not successful <laughs> at any conventions i mean i've, I've made i've made a i've made some money but not as much i mean anyway I'm not a celebrity compared to to Tom Savini. Um, but the thing about this documentary is it talks about, because that's something like the fans always wonder, like especially horror fans, like why did you stop doing makeup effects? In this documentary, he, he was very candid. About it. He's like, well, um, my hands, I can't use my hands as well anymore, blah, blah, blah. So, but, you know, like I, I recommend this documentary. It's free on Tubi. Um, <laughs> almost everything is. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on Tubi that I've been watching. Um, there's a one called Direct to Video 90s Horror. I can't remember. I watched that too, but that was awesome. Um, but yeah, the Tom Savini just, and then, 
just just watching the footage of how he made the fluffy puppet or the animatronic for a creep show and just all the stuff and like all the detail he put into it and like all this behind the scenes footage is just it's very inspiring and like especially to me because I constantly doubt myself like you know I do art but it's never really gotten me anywhere and on the show I always like you know ask people to recommend me to people or show my stuff or whatever but you know it's it's not your responsibility anybody listening but I would appreciate it because I mean I'm not good at self-promoting I don't care you know it's like I mean I guess I should but I'm not like everyone else I'm not I don't know I don't want to say the word whore but I think more highly of myself than just to put myself out there like oh look at this I'm so great I, I don't feel that way about myself I if people like the stuff that's awesome to me and you know I, I hear it every now and then not as often and I think that's the killer it's like when you don't hear it from people you don't really think of it, you know, or you don't, it's out of sight. So I'm constantly thinking, you know, my art sucks. So, I mean, I've, but I've had like hundreds and hundreds of great compliments. You know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is like, as an artist, you never really grasp what you put out into the world and what people see in it. So I'm not sure, you know, um, people have told me, you know, they like certain things or they'll point certain things out. But every now and then I'll get some really shitty comments like, well, you know, like something very lewd. And that's something I try not to do with my artwork. I, if I do something nude or like sexually explicit, I try to make it not like violent or, you know, I don't know. Okay, I'm going on a tangent now. But so anyways, what I'm saying is like Tom Sweeney is a fucking awesome human being. I was just like I took a second. And I was just, uh, like, looking at him, like, because there was a still picture of him, like, just the side of his face, like, looking off to the side or whatever. And I was just thinking to myself, like, that guy, like, this documentary talks about his whole life, you know, and it's very candid and it's awesome. So that's what I'm going to say. Just check it out. <clears throat> okay, so tonight I am doing a kind of a soundtrack show. So I'm going to talk about these songs a little bit talk about the artists or whatever, um, how I first found about the songs, blah, 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 and play them. So first off is a song called Bump in the Night by uh, Dennis Michael Tenney or his band Steel Breeze. I'm not sure what he went by or whatever, but um, this is the first time you're going to hear him tonight. There's going to be another one. Um, but yeah, it's from the movie Witchboard. And I'm going to play the demo really quick. Or not th not the whole thing. I'm just gonna play a little of the beginning. Here we go. In the middle of the summer, in the middle of the night, she was there on her own heartbeat. Still, she heard something move. It was just out of sight, and the morning was waiting. So yeah, that's the demo. And so here's the original, or here's the actual song. Yeah. 
in the night. So yeah, fucking awesome song. Fucking awesome movie. Uh, was it Michael S. Tenney directed it? Um, Kevin S. Tenney. What am I thinking? <laughs> Dennis Michael Tenney is... Oh my God. <laughs> That's his brother. Anyway, so awesome song. Uh, next up is Up There by Mark Ryder and Phil Davies. And it's from the very end credits of The Unnameable from 1988. Very awesome song. Here you go.
So a lot of these songs are unavailable. Like there's not like actual sound uh, official soundtracks, which kind of sucks because a lot of these songs are awesome. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about. Um, actually, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start doing the podcast in the first place is because I love all these just weird movies. And it's it's interesting to me that um, most people I know they clamor for modern stuff or like I don't know what am I saying um more mainstream like I don't I don't know like I I really love things that are off the radar I'm not sure why I just feel like there's so many gems out there that people overlook because it there wasn't much money put into it or whatever that whatever the case. But, um, yeah, like a, like a song like that is just at the end of the fucking movie. And I don't know. It just, it's awesome. I'll always sit and listen to the whole thing. Um, and that movie scared the shit out of me. It still did up until a few years ago. I mean, that's one of the scariest creatures. But anyway, um, so aside from that, uh, that was Mark, Mike Ryder and Phil Davies with Up There. Next song is I'm Your Lover by Billy Kirkland. And I know this is on some other movie. I can't think of it off off the top of my head, but it is from the Beach Girls, from what I know it from. And it's during one of the party scenes, and it's just an awesome song. So check it out.
So yeah, that's that's a fucking awesome scene on the movie. It's just people dancing. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking awesome movie, Beach Girls. If anybody's ever seen it, check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube. But um, there's a cool part in it. Actually, yeah, there's a couple of cool parts in it. Um, one in well, the whole movie's fucking awesome. But there's a boom mic in one of the scenes. It's very noticeable. But they cut it out in some versions. So anywho. Um, the next song is Straight Between the Eyes by Anvil. Um, if anybody knows who Anvil are, they're this uh, kind of heavy um, heavy metal glam, uh, not glam, but like 80, I don't know, rock and roll band from Canada. Um, they have a documentary about them too, which I never really watched all of it because I don't really care for a lot of their music. And the only reason I like this song is because it's from Sleepaway Camp 2. Unhappy campers. Um, I don't know, it's just a fucking awesome song. So here we go with Straight Between the Eyes. <laughs>
Oh shit. He's <laughs> trying to play this uh shit sisters theme here. Here here we go. Shit sisters. Um, they meet a gruesome fate. Everyone meets a fucking gruesome fate in that movie. Man. When I was a kid, that movie was like straight up horror to me. Like I remember my uh, babysitter renting it. And I remember I was sleeping. I had, I was in the living room with them, but they were like, turn over. And, you know, like, of course I'm going to see it. But anyway, it, it traumatized me. So anyway, uh, and the cover's fucking awesome. It's got that chick on it, and then she's got the backpack with uh, Jason's mask and Freddy's glove. That's so iconic. I'd really like a poster of it. Anyway, so that was Straight Between the Eyes by Anvil. Uh, the next one is The Order of Death by Public Image Limited. Um, and that's uh, uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols and his band. Um, they, did this, they did a few other songs, too. Like I think the most... Rememberable one was the someone I could be wrong, I could be right anyway. I don't like it, but uh, yeah, this one's from the movie Hardware. And if anybody's ever seen the movie Hardware, it's it's very iconic. This song is very iconic and it's a more of an instrumental. And I'm only going to play a couple instrumental songs tonight because I'd rather people listen to this and you know, rock out maybe. Maybe not to up there, but this one, I don't know, this is just a really cool, vibey song. So, without further discussion, here we go. This is what you want, this is what you get. This is what you want, this is what you get. This is what you want, this is what you get. This is what you want, this is what you get. This is what you want, this is what you get. This is what you want.
this what you want, this what you get, 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 this what you want. Isn't that the truth, folks? This is what you want, but this is what you get. <laughs> fucking awesome song. Um, fucking awesome movie, too. Hardware is like, I don't know how to explain it. it it's kind of a dystopian future. It's probably a, f- uh, a real future that we're going to be facing. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that half facetiously because, yes, it. I mean, there are robots out there now. But this, uh, the movie itself... I always considered a uh, kind of a, uh, like a kind of a wake up call in a way. Like, you know, we don't kind of uh, pay attention to how technology is progressing. And uh, I think that's the tagline of the movie. It's like progression is inevitable or something like that. Something like that. But uh, yeah, if anybody's never seen it, fucking check it out. It's amazing. Uh, it's a Richard Stanley movie. Um, and if anybody knows Richard Stanley, uh, he was supposed to direct the Island of Dr. Monroe movie, Monroe, back in the 90s. But uh, he got kicked off it. And But there's a whole documentary about it. Uh, check out Lost Soul. Um, yeah, that's what it's called. It's about Richard Stanley. Uh, all right. So the next song is uh, by Paul Sabu, who also does our awesome themes music, our song. Um, this is from the movie Hard Rock Zombies, which, you know, you might... I hate saying that. If anybody knows me, you know, fuck that stupid. <laughs> the movie I've I've been obsessed with, you know, for years. Um, it's not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's it's fun, and but the thing that makes is the soundtrack. So this is uh, the song "Street Angel" by Paul Sabu. Oh shit! What the hell? Play you dummy. There you go.
No, 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 stop. Stop. We know the word. Okay, kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. It isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. It isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Kill is blue. Kill is wonderful. Kill is kill is loving. Kill kill is kill is baby. Kill is kill is mayonnaise garden. Kill is beautiful morning. Kill is everything you ever wanted. Kill is kill is kill is kiss. Kill is kill is kill is kiss. Kill his kiss. Kill his kiss. Is that it? Hey, kill his kiss. 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 What is kill? So yeah, that was uh, from Pontypool. I had the echo effect after it, but it's one of the most romantic scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's it's a horror movie, um, and it's uh, it's considered a zombie movie, even though the people aren't undead, or maybe and it's kind of weird. But the virus that turns people into like raving lunatics or whatever, or not raving, but just homicidal, is um, the English language. And uh, certain words will trigger it. And it, it's such an innovative movie. Um, I think it came out like 2000, man, 2007 maybe? Eight, nine? But it's a really good movie, Canadian. Um, but yeah, that's that's a scene between two people and they're trying to figure out the word and kill. Kill is the word. So they change it to um, kiss. They change the word kill to kiss and it's I don't know it's 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 romantic I mean it maybe not to most people but just to consider like the scene um, you'd have to see the movie so anyway Pontypool check it out all right next song on the list is a uh, brave new love by the band Alien and it's from the movie The Blob the 1988 version <clears throat> in this song holy shit all right I want to say really quick. And on the off to the side here, I'm watching a movie called The Thir- Ninth Configuration. Shit, let me look at, let me pause it really quick. Yes, The Ninth Configuration. And holy shit, there are so many, like, it's like a who's who of, like, all these classic actors, like Stacey Keach, the dude who plays um, uh, Herschel in The Walking Dead, um, Jason Miller from The Exorcist. Uh, shit, who else is in this? Bunch of other people. Um... The guy who played the main priest in Exodus 2, I, I can't remember that guy's name, but just all these actors that just keep popping up. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm not even paying attention to the movie, but it seemed cool. All right. So, like I said, uh, the next song is Brave New Love by Alien. And I only heard about this song because I don't remember it from the movie. And I barely remember anything from the movie. I just remember uh, Shawnee. Shawnee, what's her name? Shawnee. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's in the Saw movies. And she played uh, Becker's secretary in the show Becker. <laughs> um, man, I can't remember. Tani? It's not Tani Katane. That's the chick from Witchboard. Um, shit, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's only a couple things in that movie I remember. And, and I wasn't a really big fan, but I should probably revisit it. But, yeah, um, I found out about this song because back in, like, 09-ish, 
I was downloading um, different soundtracks or trying to find soundtracks. And the internet was full of people that would just upload rips from things. And that's how I got a lot of things. And uh, this was uh, like in a horror soundtrack compilation thing that I got one time. And uh, I just fell in love with it. So hopefully you will too. Here it is. Brave New Love by Alien.
pretty rocking song, right? All right, so the next song on the list is a song that I play often, um, especially late at night when I'm working on, like, toys or maybe drawing. But I like to do it when I'm making toys because it reminds me so much of the movie it's from. But hopefully the result doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the song is Into the Fire by Dokken. And, you know, people always remember Dream Warriors. You know, they just basically always talk about Dream Warriors. But Dokken has the other song. And I mean, I, I think they have another song, too. But as far as I know, um, but, yeah, Into the Fire just always, I don't know, there's just something about the song, and especially during the scene, because it's the opening scene when Kristen or Kirsten's making the, the house with popsicle sticks and all that and paper mache. And, you know, as someone who does art, you know, I'm always like, I'm always fascinated how people, other people do their things and, you know, just watching other people's techniques and all that. And especially art projects or crafts and such, you know, I always have a keen eye for that. But in the movie, you know, with the soundtrack playing, it just sends it over the top for me. So hopefully all you feel the same way. I don't know if you do or not. Whatever. I'm weird. But here you go. Docking into the fire.
To the Fire by Dokken. Okay, so next on the list is Computer Date, by also by Dennis Michael Tenney. Or I think uh, the band was called Cupid. So I just found this tonight. Um, I didn't know there was a music video for it. Oh, speak, uh, Ninth Configuration. Um, the guy who played the Priest in Exorcist 3 is also in it. That's fucking... Holy shit! Dude, if, uh, <laughs> so they have Jason Miller, um, the guy from part two, and then this guy from part three. Holy shit. This is like Exorcist alumni. That's fucking weird. Okay, so anyway, um, Night of the Demons soundtrack. So, Computer Date. Uh, this takes me back to 1988. I was, uh, visiting Michigan, visiting my cousins. And we were just hanging out. It was getting pretty late. I think we were watching uh, WWE Superstars. And I remember specifically because uh, they had this, uh, back in the day, WWF used to put a big red X on the screen to, like, cover up the blood. But it really didn't cover up much. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, but I remember in between the show for the commercials, they had a commercial for the Night of the Demons um, movie. Yeah, let me let me look that up really quick. So that'd be interesting to play. Um, so Night of the Demons is a fucking amazing movie, and the thing about it is, like, I always thought uh, Michael S. Tenney like had more to do with um, the writing of it, but he was just the director. And it's kind of weird, like going back to listen to interviews about it. It's like you know he didn't really like it at first, and then. I don't know, there's just all kinds of stuff that you hear in, in hindsight, and you're like, wow, that's kind of weird. S- same with the Tom Savini um, documentary I was mentioning earlier. It's like, you you don't know these things until you hear them. And that reminds me of another documentary. I've mentioned this on the show before, but the Wolfman's Got Nards documentary, it, it's very awesome. <clears throat> I mean, especially for people that love the movie. Jean Robert, talking to you. Um but uh, the oh, <laughs> Wolfman's got nerds. So in the movie, Fred Decker, the director, he talks about how the movie like pretty much ruined his life. Not so much ruined it, but he he didn't find enjoyment out of it at all because it bombed at the box office. And it only got notoriety through VHS rentals. So and uh, fandom, which is cool. I mean, he revels in that now, but. 
you know, like he didn't have the the privy of living in it. So, but yeah, um, that guy did Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad. So that guy is fucking A plus in my book and RoboCop 3. <laughs> All right. So, but anyways, um, I guess I stopped talking and play the damn song. But one more thing about Night of the Demons. Oh, yeah. I was going to play the commercial. Uh, let me look that up real quick. Night of the Demons uh, trailer, right? Yeah. So seeing this, and I was like, I had to have been like eight years old maybe. And it just, man, for years I was like petrified to even know the movie existed. And plus going to VHS stores, they always had the poster. And that poster is fucking scary to a kid. I mean, what is that? You know what I mean? So, um, and I remember, I, I didn't get to see it until way later, but you may play that coming to September. I don't think this is the theatrical one. No, 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 no. Let me play the theatrical one because here we go. Any day now. A full moon, a spooky deserted mansion Halloween night alright dude and do this is let's party ten kids all they want to do is raise a little hell now as long as they live they'll wonder what's Right, you can kind of hear the song right now. Night of the Demons. Oh, shit. Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. Yeah, this is not the theatrical one. Dang it. So anyways, but... I guess you can all look that up yourself, but seeing the trailer as a kid, I'm just like, whoa. And, you know, they show scenes from it, which they shouldn't, <laughs> but yeah. So, Night of the Demons. Um, and one more thing about it is back in like, I want to say 2002, 2001, 2002. I want to say 2002 because that was a pretty epic year for me. Um, but there was this uh, lady, um, Heather Murphy, and uh, she was just a mega fan, 80s baby. Um, she did, I don't know what happened ever to, I guess I could look her up, but the only thing I know that she did after what I'm going to talk about is she was in a movie called Black Devil Doll. And I don't think it was Black Devil Doll from Hell. Devil Doll from Hell, I think, was the original. But it's Black Devil Doll, I think. But it was done by the people that run Rotten Cotton, the t-shirt company. And it's just a, just a farce of a movie. I mean, not farce, but just kind of a horror comedy and very, uh, very racial. I mean, not, it's done in a tongue cheek style. So in the, you know, if anybody has a chance to check it out, check it out. Um, it's kind of just a dumb, it's really dumb. It's really short too. So anyway, uh, she starred in that, but I knew her from night of the demon central where she, she, um, the proprietor of, um, the website and she would talk about her fandom of it and all that. And she gave little facts about it. And I remember contacting her originally because 
we were both a fan of the Computer Date song. And at that time, it was not available on the internet. There was no YouTube, nothing yet. And it wasn't until maybe a year later, two years later, actually, 2004, um, Dennis uh, Michael Tenney, he, his website, he offered, uh, like I think it was like three or four songs from the soundtrack, MP3, you could bet, download them. It was like 10 bucks. So I, I totally jumped on that. So I had those songs for years, and then later, you know, YouTube came along and internet and blah blah blah. But it's out there. So, but just tonight, I found out there's a, com- a computer date uh, music video from the band Cupid, which is uh, Dennis Michael Tenney. Um, so, anyways, you can find the stuff on Spotify too if you want to support him in a way. You could probably buy it from him too. I'm not sure if he still has the website, but um, so yeah, I remember. Um, corresponding with Heather about this and talking to her about how I always wanted to do a cover of two of hearts because that was one of her favorite songs. And I was like, yeah, we, I, I would totally want to cover it. And years later I did my friend Josh and I did a cover, but we never finished it. So maybe one day, but, um, what was the other thing about it? Uh, so I submitted artwork for night of the demon central. I think I was one of the three people that did, there was this other guy who did stuff and this stuff was kind of like childish looking, um, it kind of reminded me, the thing I didn't like about it, it reminded me of this other artist, Mike Diana, who did, did like these really disgusting comics and I hated them. And anyway, but the other guy's artwork was, it, it looked like it, but I commended him, you know, cause I commend all artists, you know? Um, uh, but anyway, so that's how I knew her. That's how I knew of the Night of Demons Central. And that's how I know the song It's from the Night of the Demons. And I just always loved it. So without fucking talking this in the fucking ground, give it a listen.
right, computer date. I think I played that on the very first Retro Retro Retro. In fact, I know I did. Okay, so I have one last song tonight, because I got to get to bed. But um, this song is from... Uh, actually, I was going to play this anyways before I even started watching the documentary. The documentary just like started playing after another movie I was watching, so the Tom Savini documentary. Um, but I was going to include the song anyways because it's such an awesome song. And this is, an, this is the other instrumental, so if uh, y'all don't like instrumentals, you can probably cut it off now. But uh, it's from the Night of the Living Dead uh, 1990 movie. It plays during the end credits. And the song itself is like 11 minutes long, but I have the condensed, like, how long is it? Four minutes, something like that. But I figure I'll just play this and it'll end the show. So I'll just play the show out. Um, so I'll say my goodbyes now. Um, thanks for anyone that ever listens to the show. Uh, I would love to hear feedback. If I just want to mention, I've, I've heard other podcasts talk about this stuff and how people don't correspond and some people do, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess just uh, if you're shy or you don't think you have, like, an opinion or something or, like, that's that's bullshit. I mean, everyone has an opinion. So if anybody uh, wants me to talk about certain movies or want if you want to talk about a movie I reviewed or we reviewed on the show or um, just send feedback, uh, retro to the third at gmail.com or find me on uh, my social media. Well, I don't have so <laughs> I guess I don't have them anymore. Uh you can find me. I mean, I'm, it's not that hard. And, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know who listens to the show. Like, for, for like, weeks, it can be, like, a 10 downloads for a show. But then it bump up to, like, 100. And I'm like, how does that even happen? Who listens? I don't know. Maybe someone's promoting it out there. Maybe Ken. <laughs> but I don't know. But I guess that's all I ask of anybody listening. If uh, you find enjoyment of the show, share it. Tell people about it. Um link it to your social media. You know, I don't know. I don't see this thing. I don't use social media. I just feel like it's a big gossip thing and it's ruining the world. <laughs> so, but you know, it's a, it's a, what would someone say? A necessary evil, but I don't think so. I can live without it. I mean, I don't know. So anyway, um, I don't know. I really don't have much to plug cause just feels like I'm talking to the ether out there, you know, <laughs> just talking to the air. So, um, I guess that's it. I will end the show with, uh, it's a song called passage to normal by, um, show who's it by Paul McCullough. And it, like I said, it's the very end. Oh, another really brief thing about, cause Tom Sweeney talks about, um, I mentioned this to Nick because, um, a lot of my friends like the Night of the Living Dead 1990. And I, I fucking love it. I mean, it's one of the great remakes um, corresponding with the thing. But um, Tom Savini, like, there's this uh, documentary on the DVD. It's probably on the Blu-ray as well, but um, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember what the documentary is called, but it's all about the making of it. And they show scenes of, like, the stuff the MPA made him delete, you know, like all the gore and stuff. And um, he didn't he didn't sound too pissed in the documentary about it because he was being kind of like cordial, but in this documentary, the new one about him specifically, he talks about how it was like one of the worst experiences because he didn't get to do what he wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. And uh, 
but in hindsight, he, he also says like, yeah, I really love it. I mean, you know, it's a, it's an achievement. Um, but yeah, like the movie's fucking awesome and the song's fucking awesome. And it, it, oh yeah. So going back to what he said, like he shows storyboards of the original ending and the original ending had, um, Barbara coming back to the house and, um, uh, she shoots Harry. Uh, spoiler alert: She shoots Harry because you know he's the only one that survived. And uh, but she played it off as a zombie. But there's a different scene in the uh, the original storyboards. Like she, she, when she comes back to the house, like all the hillbilly guys are just outside, and she looks up in the window and she thinks it's Ben. So she goes up to go see him. When she goes up in the attic, Harry like comes out from behind like a mirror and he's still alive or whatever. But Barbara's just looking at him with complete disgust you know, because of what he did. And basically he like sees that. So he starts to cower away from her and he goes to hide behind a mirror. And all you can see is like him. And then you can see her raise her gun up to the mirror and shoot the mirror and shatters it. And then you can see like him fall back or something like that. It would have been awesome. But also kind of disturbing thing was like the very end was going to show Ben and Harry, Harry's bodies being dragged out. And then they're going to be placed on top of each other. And just and that's how the movie ends. That burnt, they, their bodies just burn. And, and it, it, it's almost similar to um, how it does end when this music's playing. It just shows a f- bunch of still pictures. Of like, you know, someone's taking pictures. But it also shows, like, Barbara's face. Um, shows her name. Um, dang it. Oh, what's her name? Dang it. Anyways, the actress that played Barbara in the 1990 version. Oh, why can't it come to me? Damn it. Anyway, she, um, some, I also want to say is like, that was a badass female character. Like, I don't, I don't get the whole, I don't know. There's always been badass women. And I mean, through, through history, let's, let's face it. Women are not inferior. <laughs> I don't know whoever, that's the thing. Like, I, I guess in society, like, we raise girls to be like, you know, the lesser sex or something like that. But that ain't true. I mean, all of us have moms and sisters and grandmas and shit who fucking most of us, most of them raised us and taught us shit and blah, blah, blah. And we're the toughest son of bitches we ever met. So I think it's just all those other women out there who just are out there showing their tits and showing their ass to make money and blah, blah, blah. And not thinking of the morality behind it and all that. Well, there are awesome, strong women out there that don't have to do that kind of shit to get ahead in life. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion, blah, blah, blah. I guess I just, I see it so much in the art world. It's like, you know, a person can spend their life drawing or, you know, doing great art, but just a simple photograph of a chick showing her ass, you know, I'll get so many more likes or uh, more attention, I guess, than, you know, and, you know, it speaks to the unfairness of the world, but that's how it is, I guess. Anyhow, sorry for rambling on, folks. This is the last song. Um, I'm signing off, Raven J. I'll see you on the next show. Have a good everything, people. <laughs>